Welcome to the Insurance Business Babes podcast, where we show you how we've grown our insurance and related businesses through talking about what works for us, what didn't work, and will help you grow your own business through our struggles and our successes. This show is owned by CMED LLC and hosted by Kathy Klein and Joanna Wyckoff. And now, let's get busy. In last week's episode, Christian dropped some value bombs about knowing your numbers and cross-selling. All of that can help you push through the hardest stage of all, the hustle stage, and get you to the next level. Today, we continue our conversation with Christian, and Joanna chimes in with her JVBs, Joanna Value Bombs. Let's listen in. So you both have these things that you're doing for your clients. You're talking, Joanna, about cross-selling. Kristen mm-hmm. and I were just talking about automation. Mm-hmm. Do either of you, are you helping them automate the cross-selling or is that on your ticket for next year? Like, how do you get this automation of cross-selling going? Or do you just pick up the phone and say, hey, two weeks ago, we talked about this. Now I want to talk to you about that. How are you getting that going? So I'll tell you what we're doing over here. And it's thanks to the people who support my agency is if you give me your email, I promise not to spam you, but I am going to send you some emails that are thought provoking and educational. You might get an email this month from me and my branding, my name and everything saying, hey, Kathy, and talking about filling products and knowledge and stuff. So it might be about a recipe for Thanksgiving and it also might talk about dental. It might be a recipe for Christmas and it might also talk about life insurance. And so we're just continuing to educate people because I don't like to sell people on something that they don't need, but if they need it, I want them to say, hey, you sent me an email talking about life insurance and I'm going to (laughs) die and I don't have a plan for that yet. You know, because a lot of times we forget that some folks might never have done their independent plans. You know, a lot of people have plans with their jobs and we might meet them at 64, 65. I have customers coming off group plans at 70 years old, right? And we can't assume that they already have their plans in place. And so drip marketing works. I think Christian uses the same, he uses the same CRM I use called DFY by our friend Eric Fiero. And so drip marketing and can stay in front. It doesn't have to be always picking up the phone, but sending them an email, sending them a text message, making sure that they know that you're their person for all insurance needs. Because one of the mistakes I made, I sold an ACA plan last year. I forgot to tell that person who was going to turn 65 that I also do Medicare. And guess what? When they turn 65, they signed up with Medicare outside of me because they didn't know that I also did that. Right. Oh, no. Yeah, it was one of my biggest failures. I had to talk about it to my agents. I was like, guess what? I lost to turning 65 and turning 65 for people listening. That's when you really want to introduce yourself to a new consumer because the carriers pay the most on a brand new person coming on and they're not wazed and dazed with all the bombarding of everybody else. They haven't been lied to by anybody else yet. They haven't been cheated and stolen from yet. And so we want that turning 60. It's a perfect place. If I get Kathy when she turns 65, she might be with me for 20 years, you know, 30 years. 
And so anyways, my mistake, I didn't let that person know that I also do that. And I've same mistake I've also made where I didn't let people know that I also do life insurance. I also do ACA for their spouse that's younger than them. I was like, well, Kathy, why did you send your husband to do ACA with Christian? Well, Joanna, I didn't think you did that. I thought you just did Medicare, right? So if you don't tell the consumer what you also do, then they don't have the opportunity to do that with you. And many places, many people, like if I already have a relationship with Christian, which I do, I would rather work with Christian continuing on my other needs than go try to find somebody else to fill that need. And I think most people are of the same thought process. If I already have a relationship with Kathy, why would I try to go call 20 other people who might be able to help me if I already trust Kathy and like Kathy and know how Kathy works? So drip marketing, DFY, good product. But yeah, letting your customers know, and you can do that by your website, your business cards, emails where it shows, but you have to talk about how, talk about the solutions, right? Talk about how, not just, hey, Kathy, do you need dental, right? But talking about the problem. I had a root canal. This and that happened, right? I want anesthesia next time. (laughs) What? You did not get anesthesia. I didn't get anesthesia. The VA paid for it. The VA sent me oh, to the dentist. My. So, you know, a lot of us talk about, and this is another, Christian, when we do our next veteran topic, a lot of people will say, well, veterans get free dental already if they're 100%. Yes, that's true. But they send you to their dentist and their dentist doesn't have to use anesthesia. Many of them don't. I was having a full-on panic attack while this person was drilling my mouth and I was choking on water and, and it was horrible. I like You know what? That's torture. I'm sorry. That's torture. torture. It was We're literally torturing, torture. Torturing this is like a horror veterans. movie. It is like a horror. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. That's ridiculous. And I've been yeah. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine." Okay. So, Procell, dental, vision, all of that and do it by just telling people what you do. Okay, what about you, Christian? How are you making it easy for your clients or how are you telling them about the other services that you offer? Yeah, I think, you know, we do a lot of the same things that Joanna just mentioned, but I'll, I, I have some things maybe to add to it that might, you know, piggyback off of some things she was saying. She hit it right on the head. Like, I'll, I'll use an example. I won't go into every kind of product, but I think I think most agents that do a lot of cross-selling would probably agree that probably the easiest product to sell, it's debatable, but to me, probably the easiest product to cross-sell is dental vision hearing plans, especially with Medicare supplements, ACA clients, things like that. And, you know, we have automations that go out to the clients, you know, we have them scheduled to go out 24 hours after their app was submitted, after we put it into the system. We have just continuous year-round ones that hit them on different products that we offer. And that part of it is big too, but I think another thing is if the agent takes the time at that sale, because you know you can't sell final expense on the same appointment, right? You can't sell long-term care, but you can sell hospital indemnities. You can sell cancer plans. You can sell dental vision hearing plans in that same appointment because it's a health product. And so, you know, even if agents don't, do, you know, even if they don't build want to build out any automations, they're like, oh, I'm not tech savvy. I can't figure this out. Whatever the case might be. Even if you just brought it up on every single appointment, you will sell a lot more than your contemporaries just by talking about it. Like I think a lot of people make it harder than it needs to be. I mean, the automations is your best way. 
Don't get me wrong. It is going to be your best way long term. But even if you didn't do that and you just brought it up, like let's say you talked to 10 clients and two or three of them buy, that adds up really quickly. You know, you let's say you have 100 clients you do that on in a row and it's 20, 30% conversion rate. You have 20, 30. And that's probably if you're not good at it. That's if you're bringing it up poorly, right? Like you bring it up at all and people are going to buy it. A super, super quick story that I think is super relevant. So my, my father retired about a year ago. We bought his company. So I started in the business learning from my dad. He'd been in the business 25 years. My dad was vehemently against dental vision hearing insurance. Vehemently. His clients would call up all the time asking about it. And he would spend 10 minutes on the phone with them trying to basically talk them out of it. And I... my so, Chris, so my, I'm per- laughing. I'm laughing because... You are describing me. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I and, do sell it. I say, if you really want it, here's my link. Okay, go ahead. So my first couple of years in the business, I didn't sell any dental vision hearing plans because I was trained that it wasn't good to sell, that we just needed to talk them out of it. It was this, it was that. <laughs> and they're going somewhere else to get it though. Right, exactly. So I started kind of learning how to do it. And our FMO at the time did a sales contest. You know, like if you sell 15 or more dental vision hearing plans in the next couple months, we'll send you a, a bonus. And so I was like, oh, that was interesting. I was young and I was like, you know, I, I was competitive and, you know, I, I liked right. going out in the field and selling. And so I was the first person in the FMO out of like 6,000 agents to hit to hit the sales goal. And they sent me the bonus and I was pretty excited about it. And the head of the FMO sent a letter. I still have it in my office pinned on a bulletin board, basically saying, you know, you should teach your dad how to do this. <laughs> and he was so pissed off. And, but I would listen to him talk to clients when they call in. And how he would open the conversation is, well, there's no good dental vision hearing plans. And I'm like, I'm like, well, that I'm like, I don't know that that's true. I did, I I complete I vehemently disagree with that. But I, what he said, but I would listen to him in the other room, just talk to his clients, and that was his opening line anytime somebody asked about it. And since we took over his business this year, we've they they've called in like they normally would, asking about it. But instead of getting basically talked out of it they've been given a plan. <laughs> so we've been selling <laughs> his book of business dental plans through the roof this whole year, wow. particularly this AUP. And, you know, if you have a big enough book of business, they'll call you even if you do nothing and you just have That's to be true. able to order take, you know? And I think another important thing for agents to keep in mind is dental you know, set, cross-selling not only helps with your income, it not only, you know, helps you protect the client better and not only prevents agents from getting in the door, but it increases the likelihood that they'll stay with you longer significantly. The more policies you have in the house, the longer that client's going to stay with you. It's way, Joanna hit it on the head. It's way harder to leave Joanna if I have all my insurance with her, if she's got six policies with me, with me, right? Like it's way more difficult to cut that ties and go with somebody else than it is if she just has, you know, my ACA policy, for example. And so I think... You know, I think it's it's so important, and I think agents. I mean, majority of them don't even try, and even if they tried just a little bit, they'd be surprised at extra money they can make, retention, all that stuff. Yeah, I, I and I I hear what you both are saying, and I I totally agree. I have my own thing about dental vision and hearing, but I do I do sell it. I do have a link. One of the things that I'm doing this year is one of the carriers, like early this year, sent out an email with a link to a video on, I think it was hospital indemnity. And I looked at that video and I said, 
oh, very interesting. We need to create a video like that. So I tasked my my American assistant, the one who she actually and I said, I want you to create a video like this one, but unbranded. And then I want you to run it through compliance and get it compliance approved. And then after AEP next year, we are going to send that out to all of our Medicare Advantage clients. And so my goal is to get that out like early January, maybe even in just, you know, we're talking right now. I don't know when this episode will be released, listener, but early in the year is what I'm planning on sending out that video and just letting them watch it. My clients are used to watching videos. You know, I'll send out a video and say, watch this. And the video is short. It's like five minutes. It's not like my 20 minute, what's the difference between Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement video. But we'll see. I'll send that out and then people will or won't respond. And if they respond, then I'll show them because the hospitalization does make me a little bit nervous because usually people in my book who are signing up for Medicare Advantage, the reason why they're doing that is because they don't want to pay the 100 or $200 a month premium. I'm like, well, if they can't afford that, how are they going to pay the hospitalization or more important, the chemotherapy? Because chemotherapy, you're going to hit your max out of pocket. And for these clients that have seven, you know, they're in the higher max out of pocket, you know, 5,500 in network, 6,500 out of network. I just don't know how they're going to come up with that money. So I think I am going to send that video out and I'm going to start automating the cross-selling. So thank you both for bringing that up because that's on my mind right now. What else do we need to talk about as far as getting those people in that hustle stage, out of the hustle stage, into the stage where they can just more focus on not the super high speed growing like you have to do in hustle, but I don't want to say coast, but more coasting, you know, more coasting and, and thinking long term instead of short term. What else, what else do you think that your downlines should be doing right now? I'll start with Joanna. I think they should sell ACA. ACA is a easy barrier to entry to sell. It's not as complicated as Medicare to learn. And so especially if uh, somebody's newer and having, you know, growing, like let's say you have an agent who's doing 10 to 20 apps a month, 10 to 20 ACA apps a month is really easy to sell because Christian, for example, Christian's a family of three. I would get paid three for three people by selling him And it takes maybe about 15 minutes to get his name, date of birth, social, the kid's date of birth, and income. It's a quick application. I don't have to convince him that he needs insurance. And many of the consumers now are offered massive subsidies, right? And I I target the consumers who don't get health insurance through their jobs, the waitresses, restaurants, period. Restaurants normally are small business owners who can't afford health insurance through their people. But guess what? Those waitresses are not allowed to get sick. Those are waitresses, you saying that when I go to a wait, when I go out to dinner, I should be carrying business cards and leaving them on yeah. the, you know, because I have business cards. I took advantage of what you said a couple of years ago and you said, Sit there at the Walmart. I I wasn't at a Walmart. You said every person passing by say, did you get your subsidy? Did you get your subsidy? I printed a business card that said, did you get your subsidy? And I put the phone number. <laughs> I totally copied everything that you had to say, Joanna. Great. So, so when I go out to dinner, I should be leaving one of those cards on the on the table. 
Well, I engaged my, so usually it's my server, you know, as long as we're having a nice dinner and, and, you know, but I was just out, I was just out to dinner last week with one of my agents and our waitress was lovely and she was, she was chatty, right? So I'm not going to hit them at like their 12 o'clock busy hour when they're rushing. But if you go in there and there's a little time and they're chatty, she was talking about how she had three jobs. Now, my agent was like, you should sell health insurance with us. You wouldn't need three jobs. And I'm like, well, do you even have health insurance? And she's like, I don't. She's like, and I was just hospitalized last month. Oh, and no. it costs, she, she, like, her hospital bill is like $30,000. Oh, my gosh. And she was just like, I was like, you know, you qualify for something you know, that's probably way less than $30,000. You know, I, I don't promise everybody for free because if you make decent amount of money with three jobs, I'm assuming she makes about 50000 probably less than $300 a month here in Georgia. And she was just like, I need to talk to you. So it was a, my agent. She got her information. And then the waitress goes, I bet you everybody here needs to talk to you. And I bet you everybody at my other restaurant needs to talk to you. So once you get one waitress or one bus guy, one cook, you usually get them all. So it's I, thought, I we call it fishing with a net and not a pole. My mentor, Clay Peak taught me that is to talk to one person and get all their coworkers. When I have a table at Walmart, I talk to one cashier and say, hey, go, go get all your other part-time cashiers who don't get health insurance in the break room. Send them all to me because they all need it. But guess what? If they have wives... Let's say they have a family of five with three kids. I'm going to get paid on each five person, except some some carriers like Blue Cross of South Carolina doesn't pay doesn't pay on each individual life. But most of the country, they do. Right. So finding those five people on ACI here in the great state of Georgia, they pay me between twenty five to thirty dollars per person per month. That's worth five Medicare Advantage plans on a renewal to me to get a family of five. And it took me 15 minutes versus one hour to get one person. So I'm growing that book faster now. It didn't have all the massive compliance like Medicare. Medicare is like, oh, did they call in or did you call out? Is there a 40 hour? <laughs> oh, you know what? Right? That's coming. Okay. Enjoy it while it's here because now they have a scope of appointment on ACA yes. too. It's called something yes, different. Yes, we do. It's basically it's a, it's a CMS consent form. Yes, yeah. we do. And that's because a lot of the bad actors were just stealing clients. Like if I knew your name and date of birth, I could go steal you from Christian Brindle's book and never talk to you. And that's what was happening. That's ridiculous. The bad actors. But you can easily go find five families of five, 25 people this month by just opening your mouth while you're getting your gas, while you're getting your groceries, while you're sitting out to lunch. I wear a name tag. I don't have it with me here. When I'm going out, our regular name tags and when I'm getting my Popeyes, my McDonald's, my Dunkin' Donuts, you know, and they'd be like, oh, that's such a pretty name tag. And it's it's a rhinestone. It just says Joanne on it. It doesn't say anything else. just a plain name tag. But it's pretty. It's it's rhinestones. And it's a conversation. They say, well, what do you do to have such a pretty name tag? <laughs> and I was like, I do health insurance. What kind of health insurance you got here? I don't get health insurance. I'm only 35 hours here. Here's my card. Give me a call. We need to talk. And so I think I think that's an easier way for a Medicare agent to go from 100 Medicare clients, easily adding another 100 ACA within a couple months. So now they have 200 clients that are being paid on. And get it's referrals. A it's a referrals, and it's a diverse book of business. So right now we were talking about this on a previous episode, Kathy, where 
they're trying to put more regulation onto the Medicare agent. And we don't know, we don't really know what, what our life is going to look like in the next couple of months. Both Christian and I are FMOs who get paid to train agents in our hierarchy. And we don't know what the government's going to come up with, if they're going to limit us. So I think it's really important to have a divorce book of business, to have Medicare, ACA, life, annuities, whatever your license allows you to sell. Because if they stop allowing commissions to be, get, be paid on Medicare Advantage, then some agents are going to be up a creek. You know, so yeah. diversify. There we go. There's another Joanna value bomb. Okay, Kristen, now you've got to, you've got to follow that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Tell I'm us. just going to sign off right now. No, I'm just no, um. no, no. We know <laughs> that you have value bombs too, because I'm in your Facebook group too, Kristen. So no, I know that. I think that was, I agree with everything Joanna said. She, you know, absolutely killed it with that answer. And, and I, I couldn't agree more. In addition to that, some things that I would be thinking about if I was going basically and I was in that age and I was trying to go from 100 to three, four, five, six hundred clients. As I mentioned earlier, you have to grow with speed and get out of that stage as quickly as possible. So how do you do that? Well, for a lot of agents, when they're when they're going from zero to 100, when they're in the stage prior, they a lot of them did it by hustle, right? Ground and pound. You know, they're 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 spending no money because they don't have any money to spend for the most part. And now that you have some money coming in, maybe you have 100 clients, 150 clients, it doesn't mean that you take your foot off the gas from the ground and pound, but it's time that you start mixing in a little bit of spending on advertising and marketing and lead costs into what you're doing. Because it will be, I think about it like your business being a little flickering flame at like a campfire or something, and you're pouring gasoline on it. The money you're spending is gasoline pouring onto your business and it will grow significantly. And so, what I would do if it was me and I had 100 clients, let's say today, and I needed to get to, let's say I put a goal for myself to get to three, four, 500 clients in the next six to 12 months. What I would do is I would start doing seminars, budget seminars, as I call it. Like you guys can do these by simply buying a data list. You can get a data list for a couple hundred bucks, maybe. You can usually do them at like a public library for free or maybe like 25, 50 bucks, depending on where you are at in the country. You don't need to spend thousands of dollars for like a dinner seminar. So like we do dinner, dinner seminars now, but it's because we don't have to hustle to do these low budget seminars. But for those of you that are listening to this, you can do these low budget seminars. And so I would incorporate that into what I'm doing. I would try to find ways to buy some diff different kind of leads. And there's a lot of different kinds of leads like... If you're an integrity agent, they're doing Silver Sneakers Medicare Center leads for five bucks right now at the time of recording this. That. Like yeah, we're, we're closing 15% of those. 15% on a $5 lead is incredible ROI. There's so many different ways you can get leads and just kind of spend what you can. I've always said it like, come up with a budget of what you can spend every month without having to you know, not go to the grocery store and buy groceries. Figure out what you can spend. Maybe it's 300 bucks a month. Maybe it's 500 bucks a month. What is that number? And then commit to it and look at it like a mortgage payment, a rent payment, a car payment. Like you're not going to miss it or you're going to go into foreclosure and your business will start to grow. You have to, but, but you don't want to stop doing the ground and pound stuff, right? Like, just like Joanna said, you want to be talking where your feet are, you know, no matter where you are. If I'm going to the gym and I'm sitting in the steam room with like a bunch of naked dudes, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up. 
which I have before, by the way, <laughs> which I have before, by the way. I'll be like, uh, you know, just spark up conversation. Like, I see that mole on your neck. Did you get that checked? <laughs> I'm covered that mole. I draw the line in the sauna. <laughs> I draw no lines. I draw no lines. No matter where you are. I draw the line are. when I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> but wherever you are, wherever you are, you need to talk where your feet are. You know, I think getting out and doing events one-on-ones, activities at 55 and up communities, assisted living communities. Like you need to be mixing in, I think, the the, the advertising and lead spend with the hustle. And you'll start to see right. that growth start to take off. And then the more clients you get, you can kind of phase out the hustle if you want to. Like you just aren't going to have the same kind of time. But at 100 clients, you still do. But you can kind of mix and diversify and create like a multifaceted growth strategy and plan. And I think you'll see your business grow pretty, pretty fast. Yeah, I never even thought earlier that somebody would just stagnate at 100 clients. You know, for me, 100 clients was kind of the the proof, the proof that this can be a real business. You know, if if, if it's all first-year commission, yeah, you're probably making an okay income at 100 clients. But if you're looking at renewal, I always look at what are the renewals? You know, what's what's my guaranteed income? What's my annuity? So... I don't look at first year commission. I just look at what what is this business going to bring me a year from now? And I always kind of look at it that way. But yeah, those are, that is both really really great advice. So so yeah, we've we've talked a lot about how people in that hustle phase can move out of that phase and get into the building your business, tweaking and systematizing your business phase. Is there anything else that you, I mean, I could be here for another hour. I don't know how much time you guys have, but is there anything else that you want the listener to know before we sign off? I think that as agents, the hardest part to swallow is that we're in sales. And Christian started the World War III the other day on this topic, but I, I got recruited into this industry as a former military and former government person. I had no sales experience. I didn't know how to sell. And we were shy because a lot of people don't like to say, I sell insurance. I sell this. They want to, well, I advise people and, you know, they want to sugarcoat what we do. But honestly, Kathy, I think most jobs in the country, most jobs that exist are in a sale of type, whether you're selling your services, whether you're selling your time, or you're selling a product. Like my dad, he's a mechanic. He's selling his services as a mechanic to fix your car. My sister is an attorney. She's selling you her services, her legal expertise to represent you in your legal matter. People who are nurses, they're selling their services to treat your medical condition, right? Your doctor, your doctor is selling you a service to treat your medical conditions. So I think everybody's in sales of some sort. Why are we ashamed to say that we sell insurance? Everybody, you know, it's like, just tell people how you can help them. You know, I was Joanna and Christian, there was somebody in the Facebook, I don't, I don't remember which Facebook group it was in. So forgive me. There was somebody who said that she had a carrier who took two of her clients this year because she filled out a carrier scope of appointment. And then all of a sudden they're getting phone calls from that carrier and the 
carrier rep wrote them. And my thing is, hey, I always tell people, if somebody calls you, this is what you say. And that includes the carriers because one of the prescription drug plans I'm selling this year, I think the carrier is going to start calling people and turning those prescription drug plan clients into their Medicare Advantage clients. And so, Joanne, if your client doesn't know that you're in sales and they get a call from the carrier, they think they don't know that they're doing something that that they're not going to have you as the agent. That's happened. That's happened where people say, you showed me a Humana plan and I signed myself up. Right. Because they don't know. They think, that, they think that we're on salary from Humana or whatever carrier they thought you were represented with. They thought, well, I was, didn't want to bother you, Christian, so I signed <laughs> myself up. If your customer doesn't know how you get paid, that's your fault for not explaining to them that you're in sales. And I tell all my customers, they say, by the way, Christian, how I keep the lights on is every month that you stay with me and choose to continue to do business with me, the carrier pays me a little bit. It's not a massive amount of money, mm-hmm. but I get paid on you and your wife who stays with me. So if you want to choose something different next month, next year, please do it through my office because that's how I keep the lights on. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting point too, Kathy, because like, that what you just described with the scope is not unfortunately a new thing. I remember living in Florida in 2017. So I w- I've been in the business three, four years at this point. My wife and I just got married. We moved to Florida, just decided we wanted to do, you know, live somewhere else. We're young. You know, we moved back after a year. We got sick of it. But anyway, long story short, I remember going into one of the largest carrier, you know, one of the largest carriers had offices captive offices on every corner, like Starbucks in this particular part of the state. And I come in to meet with one of the broker managers. And I remember looking through, granted, guys, this was 2017. This was six years ago, right? Almost seven. And I remember walking past, you know, these glass doors and looking through and every captive agent was sitting at a desk with a stack of scopes, paper scopes about this big. And they were just going through and so this has been... Uh, those are our scopes that we turned yes. in, you know, and yes. they're going through. Oh my gosh. Yep. So what I started yeah. doing for a while, I stopped saying it publicly and I, now I just try to leave the phone number off if I can. But Smart. but like what I started doing is I started like putting in the number with like a digit off, but like you can't admit that the carriers don't like that. So <laughs> I just started leaving the phone number off because... And and there's really no way to avoid it completely because anytime they call into customer service, they're going to take down the number they're going to put on the file. But like those kind of things are happening and the carriers are always trying to find ways to get more profitable, right? There's one carrier that will remain nameless that has like a $0.50 dollar, depending on where you are, premium plan for next year. What's their end game? Their end game is to, you know, just lay down a barrage on all these clients in the next couple of years trying to flip them to Medicare Advantage plans. And they're going to work with certain FMOs to send out those independent agents to do it as well. And so there's just, there's a lot of that going on. I think to kind of piggyback on what Joanna was mentioning on the sales part, and it, and it's true, it did turn into World War III in, in, in my group. <laughs> and I was intentionally kind of stirring the pot because I was a little bit amused at how many agents. I was texting back and forth with a bunch of people that I know in the business that are really successful. And all of them were like, I can't believe how many agents don't realize they're salespeople. 
Like it's wild. I think there's this stigma that people have in their minds where they they associate the word sales with scam. The two things have nothing to do with each other. Someone could use salesmanship or sales abilities to scam someone, but it doesn't mean that salesmanship and sales abilities and the ability to articulate a point, the ability to communicate isn't necessary to acquire a client. Just because you can help them, just because you can give them a better plan doesn't mean that they're going to understand that or trust you. Like, like you have to be able to have some ability to op- get them to understand that. And it's wild to me. Like I, I, they always say, you know, 90% of agents fail in their first three years, 95% of agents, depending on the statistic, right? To me, that type of thinking is probably one huge, huge reason as to why it's like they have, they go through life. I've had agents that have worked with me where they're like, well, I just hate phone solicitors. I just never wanted to consider myself a salesperson. I hate salespeople. I'm like, you're going to struggle until you change your, your, your attitude a little bit. Like, and that person did struggle and that person fizzled out of the business after a couple of years. Like I, as an upline can't fix that if you're not willing to see it. Like sales isn't a bad thing. In fact, we're in a business that you profit more the more people you help. And if you don't do a good job for them, they won't stay with you long time. So you have to embrace that I'm a salesperson. I understand you might not want to tell a client I'm a salesperson. I get that because there's a stigma with the clients as well. But in your mind, you have to understand that I'm a salesperson. doesn't mean I'm screwing people over. Yeah, so, yeah, just because you're selling them, especially if you're selling them something that they need. When you go to CVS and you buy your medications, is CVS screwing you over? No. <laughs> right, right. No, they're selling you your meds, you know? And so, yeah, I I love talking with the two of you because it's so helpful to be able to to see from your vantage point. It's funny how we can see things that people that are people that are coming up behind us can't see. And they can either take your advice or they can go their own path. People are going to do what what they're going to do. But anyone who's listening to this podcast probably already knows that. It's the people who aren't listening that are trying to sell, you know, that are trying to, they're, they're trying to sell, but they're trying to tell people they're not selling. Those are the people that really need to listen to this podcast. But let's be honest, they're probably not going to, <laughs> right? I mean, Great. top producers are the ones that watch the YouTube videos, that listen to podcasts, that read the books, that do all of that. It's the low producers that generally don't do all that. So I'm going to steal that. Yeah, it's true. I'm going to start World War Three in my group. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very fun. It's very fun. Four, four or five posts in a day, stirring the pot, antagonizing a little bit. I don't know. I do. I'm, my wife well, is like, what are they- you doing? What are why are you antagonizing your members? Speaking of that, how can the listener find you if they're not already in your Facebook group, if they're not already in your world, how do they get in your world, Christian? Yeah, thanks thanks for that, Kathy. Uh, the best place probably to connect with me is is in the Facebook group. It's called Seven Figure Medicare Agent. It's a free group. Anybody is welcome to join. There are rules you have to follow. So, don't come if you're not prepared to follow the rules. Also, you know, you can also find me over on YouTube. It's I'm just at Christian Brindle. We have a very good YouTube channel. We put out weekly videos on just tips, tricks, how to grow your business, different things like that. Great. And Joanna, the listener probably already knows how to find you, but tell them again in case this is their first episode. 
Medicare Mentors Media Facebook group for Medicare agents. You have to be licensed to be in my group or www.topflightagent.com if you are looking for a relationship. And that's also the best way to contact me if you are needing help to select a Medicare plan. Great. And for the listener, you I've said it like 15 times today, but you can reach me at certifiedmedicareagents.com. We do, we stopped having the free bronze membership, but I'm going to make up a code right now. And if you use this code, you'll be able to get that bronze membership for free. Let's call it BABE, B-A-B-E-2024. B-A-B-E. Well, we better add an S because this is the insurance business babe. Kathy is the babe. (laughs) It's going to be it's going to be B-A-B-E-S 2024. Use that code and you'll get the bronze membership for free. Nice. Uh, talk about doing things on the fly. No, I had to stop offering the free bronze membership because it was such a pain in the keister. People from everywhere were signing up for, I don't know, their car mechanic job. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, I can't deal with having to take these down every day. So mm-hmm. the bronze membership is meant to be free, but it's meant to be free for insurance agents who sell Medicare. Not the Nigerian, not the Nigerian scam king, right? Well, I'm just, I got so frustrated. So that's your code and I'm sticking to it. Anything else you want to say before we say goodbye? Oh, let's talk about Christian's conference he has coming up in June 2024. Oh, I am yeah. speaking. Awesome. Tell I'm speaking yet. <laughs> but it's, by the time this goes out, the announcement will go. But I think everybody probably pretty much knows at this point, even if we hadn't made the announcement. So, well, thank you for that, Joanna. Thanks for mentioning that. So, yes, we do a yearly conference. Next year will be year three called the Seven Figure Medicare Agent Summit. F- started out as the Six Figure Medicare Agent Summit. Next year is the first year of being the Seven Figure Medicare Agent Summit. And it's in Savannah, Georgia in June. Beautiful city, beautiful hotel at the Westin Hotel. We're super, super excited about it. We have a an awesome lineup of speakers. We have just a great itinerary planned. And we're 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 stoked about it. It's the first time we've ever taken it out of Salt Lake City. We've always had it in Salt Lake City until 2024. So Really excited to be there. Joanna will be there on stage, bringing great value as she did this year. And we're, we're, we're very excited about the event. And I'm going to have a booth. I'm going to be a that's sponsor. Right. So, that's yeah, right. Yeah, so that's thank right. you. Thanks for letting Kathy me sponsor. Yeah. You, can, you, can, you can meet Kathy and Joanna at the event. So it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a good time. There's going to be, I think, a who's who of people you might want to connect with, rub shoulders with in the industry. That's always kind of what we want. And we don't, we don't, we don't allow any selling. We don't allow any pitching, promoting. It's really just about uplifting everybody at the event. I love it. Love and it. I was at your inaugural event and it was, it was really fun. So I'm looking forward to this next one in 2024. It's in my back, my backyard. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. I'm driving down. I'm bringing probably about 50 Asians. It's, I'm using it as my family reunion. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Well, great. Well, we'll see you all there at the conference. Uh, Kristen, how do people sign up for it? Yes. So they'll just want to go to sevenfiguremedicareagentsummit.com and they can see a list of, you know, that that's where you can book your room with our discounted room block. That's where you can see information about speakers as we do announce them. We'll be kind of letting them out on there. Same with sponsors and different things like that. And then, yeah, you can find all kinds of information at the at Seven Figure Medicare Agent 
summit.com. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Insurance Business Day podcast. Bye.